and gentlemen and creatures in between. Welcome to Scrap Metal Podcast, episode number 52. That is 52. Uh, I am your host, Metal Muddy. And to my right, yeah, always to my right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. There he is. There yeah, he is, the fucking shoot. We get it. My co host, <laughs> the one and only, the infamous, not so faithful. <laughs> Metal, Maddie. Metal? He's called me metal. I'm sorry, metal. <laughs> metal, Maddie. I want to be metal. It's role reversal. Think, yeah, it's uh, opposite day. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we like to have a little fun with you once in a while. Okay, guys, relax. Yeah. I mean, like, you we're know how we're goofy. What can we say? We're fucking, we're off the cuff. I know we're not. We're, we're like, not polished. Well, what we're you, not high? refined. <laughs> we're not refined sugar over oh, here. Fuck that. We're raw, baby. But yeah, you guys know that's yeah. fucking metal, Maddie. Oh, fuck him. Bye. He's like Hi the Pete guys. Davidson of the podcast. Suicidal Maddie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm having fun. Yeah. Look like Eeyore me. himself. <laughs> wow, Eeyore. Remember Eeyore from oh, Winnie sure, the Pooh? Yeah. Sure, sure. This is fun. <laughs> right, <laughs> right? That? That's what he did. He yeah, was so right. doom and gloom. Yeah. This is fun. Didn't Winnie the Pooh sound like... He, he had a weird... Winnie the Pooh was like, oh, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, no, he was like, oh. oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He had a piglet. And then you got Tigger. Oh, Tigger! Did you grow up with that? I did. Oh, okay. Of course. I think I just had the books. I, I just, I, <laughs> I mean, I got into that as I grew up. Initially, it was Mickey Mouse, Minnie, Goofy, the four, yeah. you know, and then got into the, the other, four horsemen. The four horsemen of, of Disney World, <laughs> yeah. of the Disney characters. Minnie, Mickey, Goofy, and Pluto, and Donald. Right. So it's actually five. Yeah. But then, of course, you branched out and then you went yeah. to the other characters, I guess. Oh, well, it's good to know that you were. Well, you're a, yeah. You were, I'm a collective in a lot of ways. Yeah. But some ways I'm just like, uh, what the fuck? Yeah. But. You grew up in the '90s, yeah. I did, in yeah. a way, yeah. Because yeah, I was '84 when I was born, and kind then, of a child of the '80s, but yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I'm more I, of a child of the, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, more, yeah. I, I experienced more of a, a thorough childhood yeah. in the in the '90s right. for sure. Born in the best year, 1984. Very uh, great year, right? <laughs> oh God, yeah. Great book, like yeah, historical. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool. That's a cool. Right? If you're gonna be a millennial, which you're really not. Well, I guess you are. I'm technically. I think after yeah. one or after is a millennial. But we've we've up. said in the past, like you're an honorary member of Gen X. I really am though, because <laughs> really I'm yeah. not. I don't. I mean, I'm no, really not, not a, like that millennial. I'm, no, you're you know, not. I'm not. I'm more of an old soul a, in exactly, a lot of ways. Right. Which is so I'm glad you feel that way. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Welcome to Gen X. <laughs> yeah, Gen X. Generation baby. X. We invented Road Dog, Tupac. We invented Slacker. Yeah, we did. We perfected it. Well, moving on, like we always. Yeah, mostly do for each episode. We like to get to our uh, music. Uh, what is it called? <laughs> tidbit. Tidbit extravaganza. Wow, that was good, Maddie. The voice box is working well tonight. Exhausted. You charged it up. I know. I did. All right. I gargled before. You did. That's a good boy. I mean, that was off air, so I'm glad I didn't see that. I gargled with jizz. <laughs> Disgusting. My uh, own, though. Oh, oh even yeah. worse. I'm sorry, ladies. He's sla- just unrefined. I'm going to slap the explicit label on this one. I right? didn't say he was uh, refined, did I? No. no. <laughs> but um, the uh, first uh, point of... For, first point of order? I would like to sp- speak on. Yes. Was, uh, and you can clarify this. Josh Freeze. Oh, I will. Josh Freeze. Uh, yeah. People don't know who Josh Freeze is. He's, he's a drummer. He's basically oh, a sure. he's basically a, pri- a drummer contract hire yeah. drummer a, for hire yeah. private contractor. Yeah. So he you a, find him in your local paper wanted ad right. wanted ads in the paper when his uh, when his new gig with the Foo Fighters falls yeah. through. So there you go. Yeah. A full time right. drummer now for the Foo Fighters right. that has been really that has been announced. Right. That's concrete. That is solid. He is the new drummer for. The Foo Fighters. I don't think they'll have the same spirit they had, though. No. He was, he was the energy, I, Taylor. He Taylor was, is a great drummer. Right. I just personally think Josh Freeze is a little bit more technical, a little bit more savvy. Right. Probably but, the best. Like, who else? I wonder who else was in the running. I think they had four people. I think, I don't know the exact names. They probably won't say who was in the running. But it might come Josh out. Freeze is the best fit because he's yeah. their age They're, group, right. demographic. Um, he's known them for a long time. They're all great right. friends. They all been the same music. He doesn't loop. take twenty drugs at once. Exactly, like some, like somebody yeah. else may have. Yeah. Oh, and it was just not wasn't feasible Ugh. for Taylor's son to be the oh, drummer yeah. at sixteen years old right now, not or seventeen, yet. wherever he is right, now. He could right. be seventeen now because last year around <laughs> the July was the Wembley tribute. No, that's right. Comes was up it, or in September, a year maybe. Where he just like shh, like during uh, what song was it? My Hero. Yeah, he <laughs> did a great. He did. Yeah. A, he he played uh, with the band. He did uh, My Hero. He was God, phenomenal. You couldn't ask for like a better like like goosebumps move. on your dick. <laughs> I had to keep I, that in. 
<laughs> so well, I'm sorry. It's not familiar. Yeah, it does sound familiar. I've heard that phrase before. Deja vu. It's like in the air. Yeah. Hmm. Boy, goosebumps on a dick and goggling with jizz. This yeah, is, this, this is, is wow. This is getting right off to All holds Bob, baby. This is like Royal Rumble of fucking <laughs> podcasts. Best podcast yet. It could be. Episode you never know. Yet, yeah. The Royal Rumble of podcasts. It's just fucking our verbiage. Our, our, our verbal diarrhea. Our verbiage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah verbal. Yeah. yeah. Cranial mishaps. Yeah. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I think he's the perfect fit oh, right now. Good. Yeah. And we'll, I think yeah. maybe in the future they might shot. They might lean towards. Uh, Taylor's son to fill in. Maybe they'll do like a half and half kind of thing. That's just speculation, people. Yeah. Where they um, talk, they have half a tour with Josh and then half a tour with Ron. You know, I think it's Ryan. Having come is it Ryan Hawkins? So yeah, it sounds yeah. Yeah. So if like I if I've got the name wrong, I'm sorry, but yeah. I know it's uh, around. It is the R, I believe. Fighters and Foo fans out there who are correcting yeah. us as we speak. So with that said, yeah. I uh, moving on. Yeah. We are in mid-May, and what does yeah. that mean, Maddie? We're at late spring, going towards summer in about a month. What does that mean? Um, the dawn oh, has started right. a festival season. Festival. My favorite time of year in music. Yeah, it really is. It cool. is the best time yeah. of year. All the festivals are starting to happen because you see a lot of bands come back. It's kind of a good place for bands coming back. Like we mentioned, the Hives in the last episode. Mm. I think they've been playing a lot of festivals. It's a good way for the bands to come back. Maybe not so much pressure. It's not their own tour. Exactly. You know, you just go on a festival and you people can, are in a be festive like, mood. You can say this. Say this. It's mostly tours can, uh, consist of three nights: Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and there's like. Maybe say 50, 60 bands on the bill. Yeah. And it starts at like 11, 30, 12 in the early afternoon. Yeah. And the early bands will have like 45, 30 minute time slots. And then as you get closer to the main acts, they right. get like an hour, hour and a half. And the last band will get probably an hour and a half, hour 45, maybe yeah. if you're lucky. Right. The headline. The headline is, yeah. you know. And so that brings me to like the Indio Festival in Indio, California in, in oh, November. Yeah. I'm sorry, October 9th, 9th, 10th, I believe. Is that Coachella? I want to go. This is the Rock Indio Festival. Oh, okay. I want to go to that one. Yeah, and we can talk about that more in the off-air, you know, yeah. set. But uh, if anyone who's uh, loves music and who loves bands like Metallica and Tool, yeah, that's the one you want to be at because Metallica and Tool headline the Sunday Night Show out there. Oh, coming up! Oh, okay. in October. Oh, this year. oh, in October. And I would oh, okay. love to be out there and see yeah. Metallica. That's a... my second favorite band, Metallica. My first favorite band, Tool, play yeah. the same night. Has that ever happened? Uh, maybe in the like '90s, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe right, in yeah. the old Coachella and yeah, fucking yeah. Uh, Ozfest days, right, right. But holy shit, to be in yeah. the fucking presence of in the actual same vicinity and the same—is there enough room for all the egos? I know, in sir, I know. In one, uh... yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, Maynard's ego alone, you know. I know, but I mean, I love to be there. So, people don't know about that. I think it's October eighth, 9th, and tenth of this year in October, out in Indio, California. It's going to be a fucking huge banger so yeah. get out there if you can and uh hope, to see, have, you, uh, hope to see you there we don't have a boston doesn't have boston a boston Collin festival oh that's right from last year oh, that's right well the boston Collin has been around for a while yeah and yeah, they obviously yeah. had a hiatus for a couple of years because of covid and, and last year i went because uh they had the friday sunday show and sunday show so originally it was supposed to be food fighters and obviously taylor died in march so they had to cancel i can understand so nine and steels filled in and then sunday show was supposed to be headlined by the strokes but guess what? Last minute, the Strokes bailed out because they're a bunch of bitches. So Nine Inch Nails being who they are, <laughs> but, you know, Trent Reznor being a badass motherfucker. Right, right. He said, you know what? We'll play back-to-back nights and headline That's the Saturday right. Night Show. And they headline, and they old, pretty much a whole different set. Which Do we is, know why the Strokes backed out? Just because they're know, bitches. I don't, I don't care. It's just they're bitches. You don't like the Strokes? And then Sunday Night was supposed to be originally Rage Against Machine, but Jack Roach is a little bitch. So he, bang, he, him and the group, the rest of the boys, yeah. fucking banged out. And yeah. Metallica had a fill-in as a headliner for Sunday, wow. which was great because we went to go, my friend John and I went to go see Metallica for the, the last the Sunday show, the last night of the, of the festival. Yeah. And it was good because you paid 150 bucks or 140 bucks for the, the single-day ticket because initially when the tickets went on sale, it was just you had to buy the three-day festival, uh, three-day pack and go to all, you know, you didn't have to go to all three shows, but you had to buy the three, so you kind yeah. of forced to go. Yeah. And I was like, eh, I looked, I looked at the bill and there's nothing really, really, I was like, eh, I don't want to go. I, I mean, I, I, I kind of like a handful of the Foo songs, but I'm like, eh. Yeah. At the time, I didn't know. Obviously, Taylor was going to die. Right. A tragic death. But yeah. at the same time, I didn't know he was going to pass on and move on. So, of course, we were like, you know what? We knew, we were well savvy to the fact that we knew they were going to release the single days as it got closer to the event. So, yeah. once the event got closer, uh, they released the single day passes, and that's what we did. I don't like that. Little, I don't like uh, that concert uh, trickery. Yeah. The fucking promoter trickery. Seriously. The concert, yeah. Yes, yeah. we went to Metallica for the last night. It was excellent. And then before that, we got to see Weezer. I've always wanted to see Weezer. So, yeah. Weezer was really good. Weezer was good, yeah. They closed the show with uh, Buddy Holly, of course. Yeah. 
Um, so that was great. Then it had two stages. It had the red stage or the blue stage or green and red. I'm not sure. Green and green and blue. And Weezer was on the stage right before Metallica, and then the and then on the red, the smaller stage, and then the right. They had stages next to each other. It was really yeah. cool. Did you see Modest Mouse? Modest Mouse was terrible. Awful and they band. had a and they had a huge following there, like excited to see that. And I'm like, yuck. And this is terrible. Not a good band. No, no. not not good. They were terrible. <laughs> terrible band. So I was like, yeah, we're not. So most of the time we just kind of hung around and waited for for the bands we wanted to see going. Yeah. And only the only two bands we wanted to see was Weezer and Metallica. So yeah, got, and that was at the end. That was to finish off the night. Just thinking, the only thing I've never really been. To, uh, the only thing I've ever been to, uh, they used to have it for a few. It was the River Rave, uh, BCN. Yeah, that was excellent back yeah. in the old Suffolk Downs. I saw that in one uh, Well, they had it at. Oh, this was at uh, Gillette. Um, in oh, Foxborough. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But that was good. I mean, Marilyn Manson and uh, Green Day and the Cult and all kinds. Of, yeah. But uh, yeah, that was that was a short lived thing. Only did that well, for I, I'm years. thinking I'm thinking of uh, the Vans yeah. Warped Tour. You're thinking of the Van, yes. That was right. at right. Always at yes. Suffolk Downs. Right. Had, that was like, that was mostly like a p- alternative punk bands. Uh, uh, punk like, that was right. always skate that, bands. Yeah. Like when you when you heard the Warped Tour, you just knew Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. Was going to be like one right. of the headliners every right. day, every year, right? Or the Dropkicks, I think. And early, uh, early Dropkicks right. and uh, Offspring was Offspring. was very right. popular. Right. Battle Legion, Green Day, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Those kind of bands were always on yeah, there. Yeah, Live was there sometimes. Band. Live, the man oh, live. Yeah? I like, yeah, I think, really? I think, yeah, Live was had some good songs back in the day. Uh, Lightning and, Crashes. Lucky's Juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they had some good hits. Like, you yeah. were like, okay, this shit's good. I alone love you. I tempt you. Yeah, they had some good shit. Yeah, that was good. And I know uh, Ed Kowalczyk was, uh, he, he's an interesting guy. I, but I know uh, a person we know, won't mention any names, um, got to meet you know what I'm talking about yes, got yeah. to meet him years ago and you know this who, kid who is sporting a mohawk now yeah no time? not really a mohawk but a it's like a, I would say it's more like a military cut yeah it like, is yeah last time I saw him yeah but, and you told me it that like a mohawk know, from a distance yeah. but yeah but that's funny <laughs> yeah a fellow music uh, a fe- lover yeah uh, he does he, like, you know he's really quiet about it but yeah uh, that's alright and I am the kid <laughs> yeah so that's Phil Ensemble, if you ever don't know that. Yeah, yeah the great... Uh, the great the Phil Ensemble, oh, yeah. God. As he's ripping a butt, he's like, you don't mess with the kid. And I am the kid. <laughs> yeah, good shit. Off. Well, moving on Mary. to the heart and meat and potatoes of the episode. Yes. Matty, would you like to enlighten our this listeners what we're we talking about tonight? Enlighten the populace? I yeah. would. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Go ahead. Take it away, kid. Well, uh, discussing on last episode about uh, Ghosts, yeah. new uh, EP covering yeah. television. Which it made was, you think. Yeah. It made me think. Television, kind of known for pretty much... They did have more than one album, but their first album, Marquee Moon, was, you know... Is the one that everyone talks about. They had a second album a year later, which is good, but after that, it was nothing. Cool, so it right? Got me thinking about like, hmm, one one album. We've done one hit wonders. We've had a, a couple of uh, episodes that uh, you can get into one chord wonders, which is a whole another thing. Uh, but I thought we'd talk about one album wonders tonight. I think that's a great great topic. Bands and for all different reasons, bands are artists who only had one album. That could be from they just never put out another album. They somebody could have died. Etc. Etc. And we'll get, we'll get into it. Oh, let's go. Let's fucking rock and roll, dude. Let's rock and roll, dude. So, um, like I said, television was a big one. Um, nineteen seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. Put a uh, great album. Uh, great songs. <laughs> Very influential. And then they just uh, they put out uh, Adventure in seventy-eight, which was good, but you know it wasn't quite as good. And then pretty much that was it. They broke up. Uh, the different uh, members put out solo stuff. Yeah, they did more uh, obscure yeah, stuff solo on their stuff, own. and then. Yeah, so I mean, it's weird because uh, some artists just you get artists like the Stones who just put out album after album every year. Mm-hmm. Then you get somebody like Tool, who's not a one album band, but it certainly makes, it makes you seem like that way, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah they have a one like, album feel. Yeah, yeah. they do, <laughs> but, but you know they don't because we, you know, people who know Tool they have a, a, a catalog of five albums and you yeah, know, whatnot. But I mean. I think uh, Maynard is smart in that way, right? I mean, he mm. could probably put out an album every couple of years, but then he knows it would probably suck. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, would you want it? You know, is it cool? No, I tool after knowing Tool and you know yeah. learning to love them over the years and just like dive deep into their you know process and all yeah. that shit. I wouldn't want Tool to be any other way they are. Right. I mean, I would like more. I would not want to wait thirteen years in between every album, right? Like they did between 06 and you know nineteen's Fair Inoculum, wow. but. 
at the same time, it's like maybe every five to seven years it'd be okay, worth yeah. it. You <laughs> know, tighten it up a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, it's tighten you had, up. Uh, opiate. Then you had that was just an EP. Then you had Undertow in '93. Then you had uh, Enema '96. Yeah, right. Then you had Lateralis '01. Then you had oh. Ten Thousand Days '06. So here's the trend, right? So the gap four, five, yeah, you five see years. Developing, and yeah. then boom. You know, I know we talked about it in the nauseam, me talking about it in nauseam. Right. They, you know, they had the issues with their artwork and uh, the guy was suing them and and they had to do a label and all that. And obviously the other members, Manny was still doing things with Perfect Circle. Yeah. And he was doing, I see Pussifer was more in full swing for him. So, and then of course they, you know, things settled, the yeah. dust cleared. I should say the dust settled and uh, Fair Knockham came out. But then go. going back to like you mentioned television and... Right. Uh, other bands that we've uh, researched and yeah. discussed off air. Now you mentioned television. Now going away from we'll television. Deep. Well, a lot of these are like a side project too, like Temple of the Dog. Yeah, I would have loved to hear more Temple of the Dog, yeah. Mad Season, Mad Season. Yeah, like that's the same genre, right? right. Like you um, had Mad Season with uh, Lane Staley, the great Lane Staley, rest in peace, one of my favorites of all time. Right. Like for me, like uh, favorite like frontmen musicians. Yeah. It goes main and number one. Lane Staley number two. Really? Oh yeah, like I just I love Lane. What he? Lane, right? yeah. I mean, people. The the normal, casual I'd say person. Yeah. Would say ah, yeah, like that's that's boor that's boring. Right, right. That no, that what he that was just certain aspects to each song he would sing, like maybe like again or Heaven Beside You. Yeah. That was like the newer. Right. Granted, newer Alice in Chains was 96 because that was like their last you know yeah. that's old for yeah. us but people like 96 is old you know that's new well new for us because yeah. they have Alice in Chains they put new albums since then but with William Duvall yeah but yeah going back to like Mad Season Robert Duvall I'd rather hear Robert Duvall rather, instead something. of William Duvall <laughs> yeah. but uh but yeah but you know but, but I'm sorry not Metallica but like well speaking of Metallica yeah. Jason Newstead Quit the band to do right. like Echo Brain, Echo but that Brain. was one, I one believe, album. One, one album, and one and done. But I don't blame that; it wasn't that good. And then no. Jason Newton, I think I want to say Jason Newton's solo shit is either out or it's coming out. Is it? Yeah. An, is it just a? Does it have a name? It's just I think it's called. I, I don't. I, I, it's just called Nudestead, or oh, or if it's called yeah. New. Like I think it's called Newstead, like an N U S T E D, maybe. Really? Like instead of just N E W S T A D, whatever it is, wow. or S T E A D. What's he doing? But, but I don't know. I mean, I heard it was supposed to be heavy. Yeah. And I haven't checked it out yet, so I can't I can't say yes right, or right, nay or yay yeah. or nay on yeah. that shit. But I definitely want to check it out. I I loved uh, uh, Jason and Metallica. I did too. I, no disrespect to um, no disrespect to Robert Trujillo because we we mentioned this before, and I feel like we say that we we dab, but like Robert's a hell of a bass player. He is. He's more technically better, right. I think, than Jason. Nobody but can play better in a crouch position than uh, no. As his <laughs> as his mushroom tips hitting the the stage floor. <laughs> yeah, really, but yeah, I must get ball rash. Yeah, I know. Fucking. But at the same time, it's like going back to Jason. Like Jason just brought the energy. Like with He's songs really, like Four Horsemen, yeah. Seek and Destroy, Creeping Death. Uh, Enter Sandman. He do. He did a lot of backup vocals, but if you remember in Mexico City live shit, Benjamin Purge, yes. he basically sang all of Seek and Destroy. He did. It was so good. It's awesome. It was badass. It was angry. Yeah, it was. It was edgy. Right. It was intense. It was raw. It's like yeah. it was fucking awesome. And Rob times, can't do that. No, a lot of times, like the spirit of the band isn't necessarily the lead singer, right? Like, yeah. like we've mentioned, Taylor was kind of the spirit of the Foo Fighters. Yeah, and definitely in their prime after Cliff. And he did it in more of a, like Cliff had his own style too. Yeah. But he wasn't like yeah. Jason's the like definition of like exuberance. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, think I think that's been lacking. And for I a while. don't get me wrong. I love Robert. I think he's amazing right. bass player. In his he's, own way. Right. He really is. I mean, when they if you watch that documentary, some kind of monster, they you know had the, they showed the uh, bass audition process. Oh yeah. And they had Twiggy Ramirez in there, and the guy from the Cult was in there. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And they and they had, um, they had um they had the bass Claypool. player from Corrosion and Conformity was in there. Les Claypool. They didn't show Les Claypool, but he uh, he also yeah. auditioned from Metallica. Oh no, he he, he auditioned. Uh, did he audition? He no, he auditioned. Yeah, when Cliff he, died. Well, he he. I'm sorry, he inquired about it, but Jason oh. James goes, bro. Okay. You're just too you good got, to be in this band. Your own thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got your own thing. Do your yeah. own thing. You're too technical for you're us. Wacky thing. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry was a but race back, car driver. But back in the '80s, he did audition from. That's right. And they yeah. said, "No, nah, you're just too good." Yeah. Right. You're too, Again, yeah. you're just no. Yeah. You're and just a little like, too strange for yeah. us. Yeah. 
But whatever. I mean, I because you look at it, you couldn't. I couldn't picture. You can't. I mean, what has Les Claypool done? What he's done, I should say, is put out some technical, amazing shit. Yeah. And he just and his image, his presence just wouldn't have fit in Metallica. No, not at That's all. That's why it didn't work. And he was made to be a front man too. In his own wacky band. Thank his you. Own his own funk, quirky. Yeah. His own wacky. Funky, Funky, dunky way, in a yeah, sense, you know? just insanity. But um, at the same time, um, you know, bands like fucking yes. Temple of Dog, one band, one album, Mad Season, one album, Television's one album. Um, uh, what else? So, uh, yeah, that Temple of Dog, I just want to get back to that for a second. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I love that. That was uh, Mike McCready. Yeah. Um, and that was actually... From Pearl, right? From Pearl Jam, yeah. yeah. And that was actually a tribute to uh, Andrew Wood from... Uh, Mother Love Bone. Do you know about Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, of course, yeah. Another one album. Yeah, another, uh, yeah. good good yeah, segue. Yeah, nice little... That's I like a lot, that. a lot of tie-ins. Okay, there. I see you over there. You're not so yeah, dumb as yeah. you look. No, no, we got a little, uh, we got a little uh, strategy Let's over here. Let's do it, here. buddy. Let's do yeah. it. Rip, rip them off our listeners, man. But, uh, yeah, Mother Love Bone was a real... They were kind of um, early grunge, but uh, Andrew Wood was, like, very flamboyant. It almost looked like a hair metal singer. And they kind of were hair metal. You ever hear the? Uh, you ever hear that album? It's a good album. No, I have not listened to Mother Love Bone album. Mother Love Bone had um, Stone Gossard and Jeff oh, right. Jeff Amen or Ament or whatever from from Amen. Pearl Jam as well. And actually, on Temple of the Dog, that was the first time we heard Eddie Vedder. That's before he even joined Pearl Jam. Yeah, that was on, a uh, hunger, hunger strike. strike. Oh. Yeah, I'm going hungry. Forget the timeline, but yeah, that was '90. That was before had, Pearl Jam's first. Back to album. being, yeah. you know, talking about we talked about last episode of um, Chris Cornell. Yeah, oh, the, what God. a great dynamic between. Uh, yeah. Eddie's voice and compared Did to Chris's sing? voice. I don't think they ever sang together again, right? Not that I know of. Yeah, because Andrew Wood was very popular. He was friends with everyone. He was friends with Chris Cornell. So he was an early, so, he was an early casualty heroin, um, a major. Yeah, that junkie. was kind of like the jumping yeah. point, right? But yeah. back to Temple of Dog. Yeah. The, just uh, my favorite track on that whole uh, concert, or the whole uh, experiment. Yes. Say hello to heaven? No. 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 You call me a dog. Oh, good. fucking love yes. obscure and deep track. Yes, fucking love that song. To me, in my opinion, portrayed how immensely talented and what a vocalist Chris Cornell was. Yeah, I think Temple of the Dog shows his vocals more than any then, yeah. any Soundgarden. I, I love Soundgarden. I yes, totally, yes. A thousand percent agree with you on that. It was because, a better like uh, and stage then, for his. Thank yeah, you. And even yeah. when he. Soundgarden broke up and he formed Audio Save with the rest of the members of Raging Machine yeah. minus Jack De La Roca. He portrayed his voice like in different ways than he w- did with Soundgarden. True. And I just love the fact that in, you know, You Call Me a Dog, he was just like, wow, he hit the high notes. Yeah. He was crisp. It was like, it was just like genuine Chris Cornell. Yeah. And I actually listened to that song on the way up here today and I was just did like, you? Okay. I, cause I love. Yeah. Every time I think of I see I, every time I think of Christian I was like and I knew the his anniversaries this week yeah. of his of his passing like five six years ago seven I think yeah, I like, yeah. yeah. so I think yeah six or seven yeah he it just I have to listen to some Chris Cornell so I was like you know yeah. pop some uh, Temple of the Dog on listen yeah. to my favorite track dig a little bit and just yeah. go nuts because I fucking love that song man that's a, that's great a killer it's, killer um, fucking deep track so whoever yeah. if you if whoever listening out there is not a, not you know. Affiliated or right. known to Temple of Dog, yeah. familiar with yeah. uh, Call Me. If you I know, to, I need to if, if you know, say hello heaven and right. hunger strike. Do yourself a favor. Check out. You call me a dog. You will not be disappointed. You'll be right. fucking like, wow! I should have listened to this shit right. years ago. Yeah, if you want to kill a track, it's a good way to best uh, track on the album. I right, think. it's a good way to uh, relive the golden era of uh, Chris Cornell and yeah. grunge, early grunge and grunge yeah. in quotes. Exactly, um, one thousand and ten percent. Speaking of uh, Jeff Ament and Stone, they were in a band called uh, Green River. Came I, out. I don't think I've heard of that. Green River was a real early... Uh, Deep <laughs> River. Every time I hear like Deep Green River, River or Dark yeah. River, I yeah. think of uh, Chevy Chase yeah. and Vacation yeah. Movie, National Lampoon's going to Wally World. They're walking, they're going oh, over the, the, you know, the St. Louis Arc. Yeah. And he's like, Deep River. River. It's on. so good. And speaking of that, just the other day, I was uh, yesterday, I, I was swimming to the channels and... Uh, before I went to my niece's uh, birthday party, uh, fucking they had three amigos on, and that's yeah. a great movie. I love that movie. Lip balm. Yeah, because <laughs> they're all sitting on the horses, dry in the desert, and they're all looking at. They're, I mean, Chevy Chase. I'm sorry, uh, D. I'm uh, Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short. Martin Short are looking yeah. over at Chevy Chase, going, 
what the fuck is he doing? Because <laughs> he's like, uh, you want lip balm? Yeah. You like goggle with it and spit it out? Yeah, yeah. And I like when they approach the uh, the singing bush. Yeah. It's like, no, that's like, is you, are you the singing bush? No shit, you're the singing bush. But my favorite scenes in that movie is when they do uh, My Little Buttercup. You know, like when they first oh, walk yeah, into yeah. town. Because right. they're not even the impression they're going there to, to have put on a show, make right, money. Right. Not knowing they're going to find no. El Guapo and all those men. Well, I was you know? going to say El Jefe. It's El, El Guapo. Guapo. El, yeah, yeah. Me, El Guapo. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. one of those. Uh, and then just like that movie, like people are like, oh, it wasn't like their best, like. No. But it's still great. Like, it's kind of like an underrated movie in its own it way. It got three stars and deservedly. It wasn't a four star movie. No. But it's one of those movies that has those great moments. Yeah, especially like, like uh, when like they're at the like towards like the middle end of the movie where they're at the El Guapo's town. Yeah. And there's pinatas everywhere. Yeah. And he goes, "Would you say I have a plethora of pinatas?" <laughs> and that's like yeah. the guy's like, "What well, plethora?" It's like it's so good. Yeah. Like it's like it's like it's witty. It's smart, it and is. it's like goop, stupid, funny. Yeah, right. At the same time, it's a great. It really is a good perfect movie. Perfect 80s. I, I like it. It is a good 80s it is movie. Good, yeah. And then he's like, and El Guapo's like. Get get these mighty cones like he's calling them yeah. all gay and everything. It's yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, it's so great. But it's yeah. one of those movies. It's a it's like comfort food because it reminds me of being in like junior high. Whatever, Thank you. Time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was very. And it yeah. reminds me of like when I'm in my early like late you know like ten or eleven, twelve, yeah. like early you know adolescent right. teens. Maybe like, watching it later. Watch it with yeah. my dad, you know, yeah, right, or my right. or my grandmother yeah. or something. Like like it's brings back memories, you know. Who directed that? Do we know? Is that like a? Uh, I don't know. It, uh, who's the guy that directed uh, Stripes? Not Stripes. Uh, Caddyshack was. Um, I just forget his name. He was in. Um, all right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Harold Ramis. Yes. Harold Ramis. I think he might have been him. Might have been. Sure. Seems like a Harold Ramis movie. But yes, yeah, again, we go off the cuff. That's all right. It's Tangent City, baby. That's what we're about. Um. So yeah, Green River was a. It's a good album. It's a. It's a grungy, punky album. Uh, I've listened to it. Has the guy from a Mud Honey? You ever hear Mud Honey? Yes, Mud Honey's pretty good. Me not it's like not my favorite, but there's no. yeah, kind of stoogy. How many? Stoogy. How many Mud Honey albums were there? A couple. M- no, Mud Honey's been around for a while. I think they're still putting out stuff. Mark yeah. Arm is the lead singer. Yeah, he's a little. Um, di- he's a little different. Yeah, he's a weird guy. Yeah, yeah but kind of, but definitely early, because there was a lot of stuff. Before early nineties. That like. Yeah, in like early grunge, like yeah. so it was stuff that like set the scene for grunge that would like yeah. explode. And Mud Honey never became a, no, uh, you know. But they definitely like just those certain types of like uh, that sound, that grungy, sludgy sound. Because yeah. grunge, grunge, I think we've talked about it in our grunge episode. But grunge is like a mix of like punk, but like also Sabbath. Yeah. You know what I mean, Sabbathy kind of guitars and yeah. down. Um, but moving on. Um, well, you ever hear of the Laws? The Laws only had one album. A very critically... Laws band? <laughs> no, the La- LAS. LA. No, I've never heard... But wait, you, you La- probably know the song. There she goes. Oh, yeah, of course. Covered by Sixpence Number Yeah, Richer. exactly. That's the one I... Yeah. Yes, the original is much better. They only had one album? One album. Holy shit. Did from, not know that. From Liverpool, a very... This guy, uh, his name's Lee Mavers, and it definitely, like... If it had come out, like, three or four years later, it would have been huge, because... He looks like a lost Gallagher brother from the Oasis. Ugh, I mean, he looks just... No, not like stand Oasis. We talked no? about this. Oh, okay. well, I do not like Oasis. Don't like the band or don't like the guys? I don't like the band. I don't like the look. I think they're like really? trying to impersonate the Beatles. But Noel Gallagher's a money, funny motherfucker, though. Yeah, he's sick. Ever hear him take, his take on... on like he's, he'll, I have he's not serious. listened to that take, but I know he's a fucking lunatic. Oh, he's... he's yeah. Not yeah. the lead singer. That's Liam. No, the, the, the guitar, guitarist yeah. who wrote all the songs. Yeah. No. Noel's take on music is fucking priceless. If you ever want to laugh, just type in Noel Gallagher and he'll like... Just him like ragging on other bands. I want to say he's the one who recently said in an article that he just feels like AI is going to make music for everyone. Oh, now. has he? I didn't. Yeah, see he's that. the one who said that recently. Right. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Oh, so never an Oasis fan, huh? No, loved Oasis. Wonderwall, eh. no? Champagne Supernova. Well, those are the hits. You gotta take a look at people. I'm not, yeah. I just never could get into those stiff ass Brits. You don't like that <laughs> fucking uh, that. The Liam singing where he just puts his hand behind his back and he fucking doesn't move. You don't like the whole singing stuff? No, I just don't. I just yeah. never. I no. It wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah, I'm sorry. Who would you like? Did you like anyone in the Britpop? Did you like Blur? Oh, Song 2? Yeah. That was, yeah, when I was a teenager yeah. growing up in the late 90s. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, yeah. that song was huge. Get back to And that was, um... Yeah. That was back in the day. I remember going to like, Bruins games in this when I in the <laughs> yeah, in the late early two thousands. That was yeah. their theme song. That was their goal scoring song. Was oh, okay. woo! And then once once they I got, got my head shaved yeah, by went, a jumbo jet. Yeah, and then when Kerm Craft uh, Zombie Nation came out, yeah. that was the new. Now that's ever since then it's been the Bruins theme wow, song. So oh, scoring goals. I thought it was the other one. No, that's the Venga bus. That's the, uh, the Six Flags. Yeah, yeah, with the fucking guy with the Monopoly guy, <laughs> yeah, Six Flags guy, yeah. 
which, like was, a a, which yeah. was a woman, I think. Ser- yeah, it I was. Think it yeah. came out to be a woman. Uh, but the Laws, yeah, it was definitely like a critically acclaimed Wasn't album. That La- I think I think they use that song. There she goes in uh, "Sorry, Married an Ex Murderer." Yeah, they, with uh, Michael they, Myers. I think they've used uh, that a lot, like yeah, they did. And, and uh, Michael Myers and Michael Myers. Yeah, there he had a, um, she goes. There she goes again. But he has this like uh, point that like he's it's very gritty, but like it's like a smooth voice, but very gritty. What about the Four Non Blondes? Do they have one album. Um, that could have been a one album thing. I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. But it was Linda Perry, yeah, the great, the great one, Linda Perry. Uh, yeah, what's up? What's yeah. up? What's going on? Yeah, uh, go- that might have been. I think. Yeah, okay. Could have been. We yeah. might have came up with another one, but everyone knows. Yeah, you know what I mean. Can also, we can also kind of mention that too. Right. Like there was bands like that had a great al- first album, right. and they had a second album which was horseshit. And that and was all never they made. Followed then it up. Two albums, but right. the first album was always right. So just so exactly. out there, it's so great, yeah. so powerful that everybody the remembers them for that one album. Right, right. But yeah, I would say Linda Perry's up there. Um, so then you get like, oh, going back away, like Clapton was a part of a two, uh, one album, uh, Blind Faith. Are you familiar with Blind no, Faith? No, I didn't. Wow. Came out right after Cream, um, famous for having a picture of a, uh, a young, like a 12 year old girl topless, which is just strange. That's fucked up. Yeah, it is strange. fucked up. Strange. That's fucked up. It was actually the daughter of, uh, Ginger Baker. You know, Ginger Baker, the redheaded drummer from Cream. Famous, uh, yes. unbelievable drummer yeah. uh, who, who played in Blind Faith. Yeah, Blind Faith with, uh, was uh, uh, Eric Clapton, uh, Steve Winwood. Yep, Steve from, Winwood. From, yeah, and uh, Ginger Baker and then some bassist that no one remembers. Some chooch. Yeah, great album. A very 60s, late 60s. They played uh, uh, Hyde Park back in this, you know, like 300,000 people at Hyde Park in England. Um, but one and done. And then he went on, actually, and did Derek and the Dominoes after that in 1970, which was him and uh, Dwayne Allman from the Allman Brothers oh, right wow. before he died. Great. Uh, well, that, Layla was on that. Everybody knows Layla uh, from uh, Derek, uh, Derek and the Dumb. That's a great album. Layla. Great. Uh, they were all supposedly all coked up heroin, just a drug fueled sessions. Great uh, guitar interplay between um, Clapton and um, and the other one, Dwayne Allman. Yeah. But that's a great, that's a great album. Oh, great blues. I know that. Derek and the Dominoes, one and done. Uh, do you know Jeff Buckley? The name sounds familiar. I know yeah. Steve Buckley, but the Jeff yeah. Buckley sound- <laughs> Jeff Buckley came out with an album uh, in the 90s, uh, son of Tim Buckley, a famous uh, folk singer who died young. Jeff Buckley, good-looking guy, great voice. You'd know it if you heard it. Uh, Grace was a big song on there. Probably. Um, it's kind of like then, the no, it's kind of like the same as it goes. Like I'm better. I know the face, but not the name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You'd probably recognize. You'd recognize the songs. But uh, he put out one album, and then actually he died a few. He uh, was uh, recording his follow-up a few years later, and uh, it was down in Mississippi. He took a little break from recording, went out to the uh, Mississippi River for a swim. Dead. Tide or whatever. The, the, the current. The current, yeah. Yeah, it goes, moves. Yeah, dragged him out. He was missing for a few days. What river? Found, uh, the Mississippi. The mighty, Deep the river. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I, had a, I had a lure you in on that Kill one. Jeff Never Buckley. Ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Mighty Miss. The Mighty old Miss. Mr. My old... I'm sorry. The old man. Wow, very unintentional. I didn't even think So of good. <laughs> and we just talked about like, what, no. six minutes ago? Fucking love it. You, like, you said... Wow. That was an alley-oop for me. That's Thanks, Mellow Matty. Right. You're welcome. Thank you, bud. completely unintentional. I know. I know it was. I can tell you. Yeah. I can tell by looking at you. I'm like, this guy has no <laughs> idea what he set me up for. Oh, perfect. Fucking guy. This guy. This guy. This fucking guy. You're a cantaloupe. You're a fucking cantaloupe. You're a cantaloupe. I just walked there. Like, you're an eggplant, yeah. <laughs> with a uh, with a young uh, Gandolfini be- lurking behind him, yes. just knowing that Dennis Hopper's going to get gonna his head fucking blown off. blow his brains oh, out. Yeah, God, what a great. We story. talked about that already. True romance, you got to watch it. Great movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But Deep River. I think we're on the uh, we're on the anniversary of True Romance. It came out in uh, '93, 30 years ago. It did not amazing. Phenomenal. Movie. What happened to Christian Slater? By the way, where is Christian? Last time I saw Christian Slater was in an episode of uh, Curb. No, he's um. Oh, does he have his own? Series? He's on Apple TV. Oh, okay. Or he's—I think he's in Apple TV. Paramount, one of the two. For he's on a, a hit series. One of I those. could see it. Yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah. he looks good now. He's all cleaned up. Oh, okay. and Yeah, yeah. Boy, thank God for these. Uh, I always thought Christian Slater was a good actor. I love so. Christian Slater. I think too. I think he was so uh, good in that movie. As Gleaming Clarence. the Cube. <laughs> Clarence. Uh, Clarence. Was he Heather's? Heather's with William. No, I'm not. That's a good one. No. Yeah, he was great. And uh, yeah, who was supposed to be? Somebody else was supposed to be in that. I forget now. In True Romance, but anyway. Fuck it. Uh, um. Back to one-off albums. Uh, well, Damage Plan. That's a one, right? Yes. And, and great the album. the reason why they didn't... Oh, uh, right. yeah. That falls into the womp, tragic 
Womp. The tragic one album Whomp. one. Is, yeah. is Damage Plan a good? I don't think I've ever heard it. I heard, the, I heard the album. It's only one album. Okay, it has okay. uh, Save Yourself. Um, that was their main hit, I believe. Yeah. Save Yourself. I think it had just come out, right? It did. In 04. 04. And, and then were, he got killed. That, that, then they were doing the tour for it. It was a very small club, too. Yeah, because right? yeah. it was... A, yeah, it wasn't a real... Yeah. Exactly. So they yeah. they came up with the album in 03, and it came out in 04, and they started doing a small, minimal tour for it, small, like, you know, you know venues. Yeah. And Dimebag got shot live on stage by mm. a madman ex-Marine, and Jesus. the rest is history. And that's why Damage Plan never made a new album. It wasn't like they, they would have made a new album. They would have made <laughs> yeah, a second, right. Definitely would have made a second album. Wow, Because of, of the rock royalty in that band between... Vinnie Paul and Dimebag probably so. would have been a Pantera a reunion by now. Yeah, a real one. Yeah, sorry guys. Yeah, a Let's real be one. Be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, sad but true. Well, we were talking about. I was talking about uh, Josh Homme on the last one. He did a um, solo. Uh, yeah, but it was with um, Dave Grohl. Yes, who actually plays on songs for the deaf. Which I, actually, some of my favorite Dave Grohl stuff is with uh, is with Queens of the Stone Age because I guess they're good friends. Some of the best oh, best friends. friends. Yeah, yeah, right. Dave and, uh, and Josh Homme, best yeah. friends. Okay, yeah. Josh Homie? yeah. I wonder what the story is behind that because Josh is a. Oh, they both no. Uh, well, Josh then Homme. didn't uh, Josh have uh, them crooked vultures? That's what I was gonna bring up. Yes, okay, go, go, go ahead. Go. Yeah, there you go. I knew what you were getting at. Yeah, yeah. That's a one and done. Great album, by the way. Very. Never, never heard it. I just love Josh's voice. I'm a huge Josh Homie fan. Good for you. Um, and you know who the? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Please. Please contact us, Josh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get you on the show. Good for you. Go, go, good for you. Yeah, good for you. Good for them. Do you know who played bass in them cro- Crooked Vultures? Oh, shit. I should know. I don't know. I'm sorry to say I do not know. One John Paul Jones. Oh, the, shit. Uh, from uh, Led Zeppelin. A little band right. called Led Zeppelin. Wow. That, that, well, we're talking about age uh, difference. Yeah. 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 <laughs> guys in their late 40s to guys <laughs> in their 70s, 60s, yeah, 80s. Yeah. Now, maybe. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, he, uh, they did good though. That's a good album. Check that out. I will. What's um, the album called? Uh, I think it's just them. Cro- oh, new. F- is it new? No, I think it's just them. Cro- Newfound just- Glory. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> another punk wow. band. Another uh, Vans Warped Tour band. Yeah, no, ex- yeah, yeah, exactly. Newfound Glory. And um, and um, oh geez, um, oh I don't. You know what I'm thinking of? I think. What? Come on. Um, uh, Rancid. Oh, Rancid, God. dude. They were like the epitome of a warp Tour van. They were. Uh, van Tour. Rancid's back as well. Ruby, just... Ruby, and oh, Ruby Soho. I love that album. That's a great song. It's a, it's a great album. It is. It, it's it, a, I mean, it's, I, a, it's a hit after hit. I have to listen to that. I haven't listened to album since I was probably a teenager. Oh, listed MIA. And I had the junkie cassette. Man. Yeah. Cassette. Oh, did you? I had the cassette of that album. Yeah, and Out Come the Wolves, as it's called. I'll it. check it out. I have oh, to listen to that great shit. Great album. Yeah, Rancid's still around. They just came out with a new album. As Did not heavy, know that. As heavy and fast as they were. Really? Um, Tim Armstrong, who plays the guitar the weirdest. He, I don't know. It's un, it, you can't even explain it. Un, it's unorthodox. It's, it's just weird. It doesn't yeah. look like he's playing. It looks like he's holding it upright. Um, he has a full beard now, which is weird, because you don't think of a punk guy having a full beard. But yeah, Rance is, Rance is back. Ruby, Ruby, <laughs> Ruby, <laughs> so oh, oh. Ruby, Ruby, they a, Ruby, Ruby, so ho. Now they're from Ruby, New York. Ruby, Ruby. No, they're from uh, East, uh, the uh, San Francisco. East okay, Bay. yeah, East Bay. Okay, yeah. band. Um, Lars Fredrickson, yeah, with the fucking giant mohawk. Yeah, that's what he was known for. A great bassist, uh, um, Matt Freeman. Unbelievable bassist. Yeah, they were great. Great. Uh, kind of Clash influence. Clash. Yeah, oh, definitely. Very, yeah, very Sex Pistols. Joe Strummer. And so, oh, Sex Pistols? Another, another good segue? Yeah. Now, the Sex Pistols, I was going to end the podcast with that, but that's probably the most famous one album. Yeah, of all, I know. Yeah. And they're so huge out in Britain still. They have t-shirts everywhere you go. People oh, wear t-shirts. Oh, never mind the the famous yeah. iconic yeah. cover with the, uh, like the, the, uh, And by the way, the, can I add real sure. quick, that name of a, what a hell of a name of a band, Sex Pistols. Yeah. So fucking good, right? They wanted what a to great be, uh, name. They wanted to be sexy assassins. That's yeah. What they, yeah, sex pistols. But you think I a think, band like with that caliber, they such they made such a, a mark in history and music right away. Yeah, such a dent. One album is just like obscure. Like it's crazy. Well, it's insanity. Yeah, that was the whole but point. Well, they we know Johnny you know. Rotten was very he was fucking a madman, and he didn't like the whole fact. It was kind of like a, a put together thing by their manager and. Uh, they kind of called it like an original boy band. Obviously, it's a punk band. Yeah, original boy punk band. So he kind of went off and did his own thing. It was so much hype to it, and and they were so like hated. And, and well, you then can they tell- got the, the real death part was getting uh, uh, Sid Vicious involved, who was just a you know Chooch. a major junkie and just. But a, a I mess, think the but- biggest thing for Johnny Rotten, like he meant, alluded that yeah. too, was the fact that he just didn't like 
pleasing anybody. He just yeah, wanted to do it, it for his own self. He right. said, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm, I'll move on. I don't, yeah. need, I don't need to do any more with this he, shit. He felt like he was part of a machine or something. Yeah. And, and uh, maybe could have been like influence in indirect ways for Rage Against the Machine to yeah. talk about like how we can use Johnny Rotten's mindset to yeah. help oh, make it. That Put a whole, twist on it and, you know. That whole anger is a gift. Yeah. Well, exactly. Johnny had a song later with uh, anger is an energy. So, yeah, it's kind of like this. With Public Image, that was his band there after that. Yeah, who put out a lot of albums. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that's probably the most famous uh, one yeah. and done was uh, uh, just some other ones. How about uh, there's a band called The Exploding Hearts that came never, out. Never heard of it. They were good. They were very punky, maybe a little Sex Pistols influenced. Came out in 2003. And then three of the four members were killed in an accident on the way home from a gig. So, oh. so <laughs> were they, were they all losing a card game? <laughs> that might be, in terms of like band tragedies. I mean, they're not household names by any means, but that might be the worst one. Like, I don't know who survived. Yeah. But uh, it was pretty much all the important members, I believe. So the Exploding Hearts never did another album. It was a really good album. It's a, it's a great yeah. album. It's catchy as well. Um, speaking of what albums, maybe yeah. I don't know. If this is uh, it's going to be true or not, but I think uh, Kirk Hammett from Metallica had a solo album that came out last year, and I, I don't I don't really see that becoming a. a oh, did he? Uh, yeah, it was like five songs, very atmospheric, instrumental, right? All instruments. Yeah. It was cool, but it's like I don't think it's going to last. No, so that could be a one and done thing too. Just. Looking forward into the future. James probably won't let him put on another one. I'm right? surprised he wouldn't do it. <laughs> he probably said, all right, if you're around in 40 years, I'll let you put out one. Right? Yeah, he yeah. wouldn't have let him do this 20 years no, ago. No, because J- what happened well, to Jason? We, we all know, know what happened. Yeah. The famous, I the know. famous breakup the fucking, of the band, uh, him leaving the band. The, uh, the the tyrant that James is in the band. Not mm. letting people do what they want. You know, like he was, he's, he's, he's lightened up a lot. Yeah, he has. Age. Yeah, oh, age, yeah. Marriage, yeah. getting divorced now. Rehab and whatnot, yeah. He's, I like, mean, he's lightened I, up a lot. I think yeah, I get it. I kind of get that, right? I, mean, I think I think in James's mind, he was always like, "We're in fucking the biggest metal band of all time, it's Metallica. All nothing, right. Like, why would you want to leave? The, like, yeah. why would you even think about doing venturing off? Else. Yeah, even if it would just meant a one album cycle. Yeah, just like we're in fucking Metallica. I get that. Yeah, and I mean, how good was Echo Brain? But anyway? like, unless it was like, if you if you knew Jason Newstead wanted to put out something, you knew it was like, oh my god, this is like unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, James was like, really? <laughs> James probably heard the demos. For Echo Brain or whatever and Jason was doing, and Price said, "This is." But then you think about um, Reload was what ninety nine, ninety eight, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, ninety. And yeah. then they had Saint Anger, which is horseshit in two thousand three. Yeah. And then Metallica released uh, Death Metal in 08 because they're like, okay, well, everyone knew how bad Saint Anger is. We had to yeah. release something quicker to get. Right. So Death Metal was a lot better than Saint Anger. Yeah. And then you wait to eight years later, they did Hardwired in sixteen. So it's right. like, and then obviously. 72 Seasons just came out in April, right. which is still a pretty good album, better than I thought it would be. So I, yeah, I, I think yeah. the Metallica album is, is pretty good. I think it's as good as Metallica can be right now. This right? is it. This, this, is, what, this, this, is their, this is their plateau. Right. I feel like this is all they're going to be. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, right. I just don't feel like it's going to be any other way. But you never know. They might put a new album out in four or five years from now and be like, wow, they know when this t- toward the end of their career. Right. They might just go all out and say, you know what? This is going to be all fucking thrashy. It's going to be all fucking fast. Yeah. Let's go out on top. Right. With our fucking best album since fucking Master of Puppets. Yeah, seriously. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, not or the. Or the- <laughs> <laughs> Don't even say it. <laughs> He's gonna say injustice for all, everybody. You know that's not true. We already had that discussion. The greatest in episode metal album of like all twenty, time. like episode twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Speaking of Kirk Hammett, he yes. produced this next band that I want to talk about. Really? Uh, a band I'd never heard of. Him I didn't know he produced a band. In my research, well, he produced their demos. Oh, okay. Uh, this band called the Sea Hags, which I had not. <laughs> In my Seattle? research, I discovered this band, and they're not bad. Um, no, I don't think so. I think they're from L.A. Uh, or the California area. Well, they got to be because he is from yeah like, L.A. He's, right. Well, actually, Kirk's main residency is out in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. No, he, yeah. he has two houses. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, God, I'm sure. Yeah. He, I know he has two houses for sure. He might have even more. Right. But I mean, when you're worth like two hundred million dollars, yeah, you do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Exactly. But, yeah. But um, yeah, so this band was—he produced their early demos, and then they went on and they—they uh, they did a debut album with Mike Clink, who is the um, engineer for Appetite for Destruction, not the producer, but the engineer. Yeah. It's not a bad album. It's pretty good. It's—it uh, sounds like uh, Aerosmith. It's like '89, so it has a certain like, uh, kind of sounds like a Faster Pussycat or something. Oh. It has like a has a, uh, a very uh, glammy kind of feel. But uh, another case of like, uh, I, the manager said. Uh, 
they asked the manager why they didn't make another album. Yeah. They said they can, you can only go so far when you have three junkies and an alcoholic in the band. <laughs> Is that what he said? One of them died a couple years later, and then, yeah, and that was it. It was one and done. <clears throat> but if you want to have a, if you want to dig a little deep, I would check out the CX. I hadn't heard of them, but I enjoyed it today in my really? research. A little Sunday listening to the Sea Hags. Um, one of my favorite bands from the 60s is a band called Moby Grape. That many people not have Moby? Grape. Moby Grape. Not, okay. <laughs> yes. You got Moby Dick, Moby, and now Moby Grape? No, it was Moby Grape. They were uh, 67. They put out... Uh, they had more than one album, but their uh, lead... Well, there was a... Unbelievable. Uh, every guy wrote and every guy sang and... There was like three guitarists, yeah. kind of like uh, Buffalo Springfield, um, but um, but their fame, their lead singer uh, basically was this guy called Skip Spence, who famously uh, did a shit ton of acid, lost his mind. Actually, they were recording their follow up in uh, New York in '68, and he, he went after the drummer with a sl- uh, with a uh, an axe. He broke down his hotel door with an axe. Talk people. about some fucking. Uh, <laughs> he lost his here's mind. Johnny. Yeah, fucking uh, here's shining. Skip. Here's that was way before I fucking the yeah, shining. Maybe that's really. Maybe, maybe, that Jack, maybe Jack Nicholson heard about that, or Jeez, one of the writers. I don't know because it is a famous story. That's true. The, 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 <laughs> they could use that as influence for the scene in Shining. Wendy, darling, light of my life. Yeah. I'm not gonna kill you. Yeah. I'm just gonna bash your fucking head in. Oh, <laughs> one of the best lines in movie history. So yeah, I think maybe uh, yeah, Skip Spence pretty much came up with that. So they put him in Bellevue, the famous mental hospital. Yep. He was in there for for a few months. They let him out, but he basically was in his um, hospital gown. He got on a motorcycle. He drove down to Memphis, I believe, and recorded an album. We're which- driving in Memphis <laughs> instead of walking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with an axe in his yeah. hands. <laughs> he, he We're rec- walking in Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> he, he goes down to Memphis and uh, maybe Nashville. I don't know. He records his famous album. It's called Or. In Columbia, who... Like O-R-E or O-R-R? No, O-A-R. Oh, okay. It, it's, uh, it was put out. It's the fucking... It's literally the sound of somebody breaking down. It's, it's the sound of a mental patient. It's quite... It's not great, but Columbia put it out. It was a major label uh, uh, you know, release, and it was one and done. And then he, he lived to be 50. He died in 99, but he was gone. He was wow. lived on the streets for you know years. Um but yeah, very big. You know who? Uh, Robert Plant is a very big uh, Skip Spence uh, slash uh, Moby Grape fan. And they did a tribute album to it years ago. I think Beck was on it or something. But yeah, Skip Spence or a one and done. Moby Grape was it. Moby Grape went on after. Did other things, yeah. Shit, but yeah. But uh, Skip Spence, that's a famous uh, acid casualty. Uh, yeah, for real. Uh, yeah, so check that out. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, Billy Corgan had one. Solo he, project? He did, called yeah. Swan. Vaguely remember that. 2003. Me, yeah. Great, great album. I, I like that a lot. That's good. Um, but, you know, it's more of a yeah, it's solo project. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we not know what to talk about. Yeah. You know, it's, it's Billy. It's, just, to, just to give you a heads up. It's Billy being Billy. Um, what else? How much I can think of Do off you, the, yeah, the cuff. Can, I mean, I mentioned well, the Mad Seasons. The right, right. I mean, the Temple of the Dog. Yeah. But, um, I'm trying to I, think. I, I could almost... You could... I mean... If we go two albums, I mean, Guns N' Roses really only had, right? I mean, Use Your Illusion is basically one album. It is, because it's a double album. And they had Appetite, and that was about it. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, you could... They had the uh, rare... They had, like, the live... Uh, one spaghetti with... incident or yeah, whatever. That was, yeah, that yeah. 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 But, I mean, if, if when it comes down to it, Guns N' Roses doesn't have much of a catalog, right? No. I mean, two they, albums. They have Chinese, like and they have Chinese Democracy. Yeah, that came out in 06, I believe. Garbage, yeah. 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 So, I mean, they're, they're definitely up there, too. I mean... In terms of, you know. I'm sure there's a lot more, like, yeah. going back to, like, 40s, 50s, 60s, yeah. like, blues and, and R&B, you know soul. Frankie Lyman? No. Man. Teenager in Love? What? Oh. Must I be, be a teenager in love? That was, of course I know that song, but that, I don't know. That, they only did one album. That was yeah, it, I, I, right? I, I, see, again, I know the song, but not the, also the name. Yeah, yeah. That was a one and done, which I, I found out in my research. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's weird to just make one statement and then that's it. It's, I mean, I'm sure we'll never know all the factors that played into that. We, yeah, we, right. weren't, we weren't there internally, so no. we don't know, but we can no. always make our assumptions and our opinions right. and our right. you know, disagreements or whatnot, how we feel about it. But, but yeah. as we said with the uh, one-hit wonders, it's better to be a one-hit wonder or one-album wonder than a no-album wonder. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? A thousand percent <laughs> minus... 
it's, it's 500 kinda, it's kind of cool in a way you know to make one you know one and done especially the laws like that's like like well was, yeah i rather have like that was ridiculous like he was well, like, all for all it, intents and purposes he could have gone on to be like the biggest thing he could have been oasis yeah but he just didn't maybe right said fred i'm too sexy <laughs> oh you know uh fine young cannibals i think only put yeah that's one. right she drives me crazy, crazy. Ooh, ooh, like no one else she drives me crazy, and I can't help myself. Yeah, I think you're right. They might have just put one sh- yeah. one album. They had a couple hits on that album, yeah. but that was their main their main hit. I think he just went on to acting or something. Rolling knows, but I mean, like yeah. I said, I yeah. we could sit here for another five hours and yeah. mention all the obscure well, let's ones. Do it then. Oh yeah, let's just do it. We got time, you know. Fuck, I don't have to work tomorrow. I know you don't have to work, but I have to work tomorrow. <laughs> no, fuck, but uh, I think. Yeah. With that said, I think yeah. we made it. We hit all the major ones. I think so. Well, my list is done, actually. Good for you. <laughs> good, I'm proud oh, of you. Good for you. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> well, again, uh, we'll wrap it up there. And uh, Mellow Maddie, thanks for our uh, enlightening uh, episode. Yeah. And I You're appreciate welcome. it. And thank check, you to check all these of... albums out. Yeah, give yeah. it. Yeah, give it. Dig a, a little deep. Dig yeah. deep. You know, experiment, yeah. all maybe that. Maybe find some other ones and uh, maybe give a shout out on the Instagram page. Maybe, yeah, shout out, shout out the IG, baby. Don't don't be shy. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna bite back. Share your one album wonders with us. Yeah, let us know what means. you think. Yeah, let us know what you want to say. Yeah. What we, you got to say? We all we appreciate all sorts of feedback. Yeah. Well, Maddie, thank you so much. Uh, thank you to our listeners. I uh, appreciate you all. Stay S I C um, K E Y. Okay. <laughs> M O U S E. Sicky Mouse. I know. <laughs> Sicky Mouse. I like that. <laughs> Well, uh, good night. Be safe. Take care of one another. Peace the fuck out. Out.